Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello Peter. Hello Ben. It's it's time. It's happening. Yeah, it is. I it's actually what you meant then. It's actually... they've, they've developed a vaccine, Ben. Yes. It's happening. Uh, oh, but now I have to go back to the office. I quite like working from home. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not going back to the office for a, a while, I suspect. No, still. I think, I think but... we will stay at home for a bit longer. Of course, it's next gen. Next gen is happening and is here, officially, sort of, depending on what you play and what country you live in. Yes, it's not here for us, but no. uh, we're doing our best to avoid spoilers. We're recording much earlier than usual. You know, this goes out on Saturday. We're recording on Wednesday. So we've actually, we've we've seen the launch of the Xbox Series X and S, but and S. we haven't seen the PS5 yet. Um, and we're, we're recording early, Peter, because my letting agents in their infinite wisdom have decided that during a pandemic at the start of a national lockdown in England, uh, that now is the perfect time to book an electrician to come around and check all of the light fixtures and power outlets um, and when I challenged them on it and pointed out how ridiculous the timing was they said that they have a schedule they have to try and keep to so I mean I've got to respect that haven't I absolutely you've got to respect the you know the idea of someone coming into your house and literally touching every light switch and power mm-hmm. outlet uh, when there's a pandemic on because Ben there's a schedule to keep Please. There is a schedule to keep. I wouldn't dare disrupt the schedule. Or the schedule. One of, it depends what, what, what you prefer. Yeah, to taste. if you're a North American, perhaps mm. you would say schedule. But even yeah. so, can't be route. disrupting it. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold down the fort, Peter, because mm. it's an inflatable fort that could fly away. Hold it down. Moment. Hold yeah. it. Hold it down. I'm trying. No, of course, this is our video game podcast. Uh, it's not about athletics or or pandemics, or bouncy castles, or bouncy castles, or sort of the quirks of the English language, depending on where you live. Uh, this is a video game podcast. We're going to talk all about lots of video game things. We have a sponsor this week, as we do each and every week. And I've got the ad read here. I hope it's a an inflatable fort company. Sadly, it's not. Um, you've all been you've all been very patient. You know, it's been a big. Big lead up to to launch 
um, the launch of this of of this event that's happening right now. And I've got to give a big and special shout out to General Ray Sean. To Je- General Ray Sean. Yes. Ray Sean. Yeah, General Ray Sean. This Ray is Sean. Uh, this is a surprisingly a non-video game sponsor. Uh, his family are just extremely proud of of his achievements within the armed forces. In the military, yeah. Yeah, Ray Sean. And uh, so we'd like to would like everyone at home to join us in welcoming in this new General Ray Sean. Yeah. General, of course, often ri- when shortened, when written down, is just G-E-N. So it's yes. sort of generation. Generation, yes. Generation, yeah. It's, it's time for a new generation. Um, oh. Yeah, well, this is it. This is him. It's time for the new gen- generation. A new generation. What are they? Are they cloning him? Has he had a no, son? No, no, no. Or... I, I realize that that's that sounds confusing. There wasn't mm. there wasn't an old generation. I'm right. just I'm just asking you to welcome the new gen, comma Ray Sean. I see the new generation. Yes. I, I right. I've got you. I've got you. Well, welcome, generation. I can't wait to see what um, the new generation is going to accomplish. Mm. You know. Yeah, me it's very too. Exciting. Um, yeah. Anyway, have you have you heard uh, of his friend? Um, yeah. He's he's a bit of a he's a bit of a bit of a bit of a doofus. Mm-hmm. Um, and people often use the I think probably quite offensive term backwards to oh, describe him. Is that offensive? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm just I'm sort of covering all I'm covering my okay, back. Okay, you're really just by yeah, you're just you don't offensive. want to get cancelled. That's, that's no, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's the the corporal um whose name is Pat. Um, so you know, I'm, I, as much as I'm excited for generation, mm. um, I am gonna sort of miss uh, the idea of backwards corp Pat <laughs> Abel. Um, is his last yeah, name Abel? Patrick Abel. Yeah. yeah. Backwards corp Pat Abel. <laughs> and lest we forget, Peter. Yeah. Private party chat as well. Oh, indeed. That's uh, that we guy. We can't. Yeah. We can't forget private party chat. A real. A, a real trio of terror, those three. Mm, what a indeed. bunch of chuckleheads, am I right? Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, they would be if they were real. Wait, what? But they're not. Sadly, oh. they're invented military personnel. Oh, no, we get you every time with our invented military personnel. For goodness sake. Goodness. God, I thought there was a kernel of truth in there somewhere. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a major ruse. Oh, for goodness uh... sake. Lieutenant. Yeah, exit stage lieutenant, right? <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's move on from that and actually talk about video games. The real sponsors of this show, as they are each and every week, are our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where there's loads of tiers and you can support us financially and we super duper appreciate it. But for as little as $1 per month, or about 25 cents per show American, you can get access to the podcast post and uh, submit questions that we will read on this podcast. Just a heads up that usually we post the podcast post on a Tuesday. However, this week and next week it will be on a Monday as we're recording earlier due to electrician inspections and time off. So please Mm. look out for the post on Monday next week. Yeah, indeed. (sighs) You're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, well... um... We've got a question here from Peter Austin, who says, where are we walking today? We are walking on a big glass of water. 
Oh, delicious. Delicious water. thirst-quenching glass of water. Mm. I mean, water is see-through, so maybe it's just the YouTube background instead. It's just the YouTube the, background? The Either the white or the sort of grey, if you have it in dark mode. Just the uh, colour behind the video itself, because you can see right through the water, you see. Oh, right. So, so it's just a... Right. Oh, that's plain. Sounds... I mean, it, it depends what whether you've got dark mode enabled. Unfortunately, so... I suppose so. It would be. It would. It would really tell, wouldn't it? Yeah. So maybe it Very is telling. just a glass of water, indeed. Just yeah. a low quality JPEG of a glass of water. Mm, okay. Fantastic. Um, but never mind my questions, mm. Ben. We've got one here from patron and mod Jack Bradshaw. We have. Hello, Jack Bradshaw. In the early days of um, sort of Triple Jump and him being a mod and stuff and uh, referring to him as a, a member of our community, I think I would occasionally... I don't know if I ever did it publicly, but I would occasionally call him James Bradshaw because I went, oh, to, really? I went to school with a, a boy called James Bradshaw. And oh. the, the J and the Bradshaw really just confused me terribly. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Hey, lads. <laughs> hope you're doing... It's just a little fun fact there, that's all. Hope yeah, you're doing... It, no, to be... No, stop stop talking. To be yeah. fair, Peter, it was fun. It was fun. It was one of the funnest facts. I really enjoyed... I had a lot of fun with it. Good. Okay. Hey, lads. Hope you're both doing well in this strange time. Whenever you get settled in and get ready for a 12-hour pro gamer session, what is your preferred gamer snacks? It could be something that gives you nostalgia vibes when you play, or it's something that actually helps you concentrate. Hmm. Hmm. Good question. I don't think we've been asked this one before. Yeah. Um, I don't think either of us um, are sort of big snackers while we, while we play in general. No. Um, so I think... Perhaps we're both coming at this from from a slightly different angle. In that, when we either either in the in the past as teenagers, or you know during land parties or sleepovers, or even currently, you know I still meet up with a couple of friends. Not currently, obviously, but I, I a couple of times a year I meet up with a few friends and we like smash through a, a Dark Souls game or yeah. through Borderlands or something. You know, you need to get you need to get the treats in. That's sort of more of the angle that I'm that I'm coming at this from because I don't normally be snacking while I be playing. No, I don't. I, I guess the only time I have snacked when playing or would snack when playing is when I used to, back in the heady days where I used to actually come home from an office to my house mm. or to my flat, um, I would occasionally, uh, if, it, if I was going to sit down and play some games before I had my full proper din-dins but was a bit peckish, I might crack open some cashews oh. and have those. <laughs> but that wasn't so much... Me gaming and wanting a gamer snack. It was me wanting to play games, but being a bit too hungry to have to wait for my tea. So mm. you know, it just that was just to tide me over. It wasn't a proper you know snack to eat while gaming sort yeah. of thing. So yeah, no, we're not we're not really those sorts of boys. However, we do have we do have social gatherings when it's allowed and safe. Not right now. Yeah. Um. So I mean, my immediate thought was whenever uh. Me and Amy come over to yours to play uh, mm-hmm. Trine or possibly like other stuff, but often Trine. Uh, we're always there with the with the the tortilla chips, um, with the you know either actual branded Doritos, you know, like uh, premium what, stuff, chili heat wave or yeah. something like that, or sometimes the sort of non-flavored, just lightly salted uh, supermarket own brand ones. Um, cause I, I'm a big fan of those or I think even they're delicious. Yeah. 
and I'm not just trying to be cheap because you can get uh, you can occasionally find the Doritos ones that are just lightly salted. So it's not it's not a case of avoiding the brand and being a cheapskate because I would happily get the Dorito ones too. But yeah, I'm a big fan of just lightly salted, otherwise non-flavored uh, chips, tor- so tortilla good. chips. They are so good, especially well, not for me. I was going to say especially with dip for people who want it. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing. Like you can you can have a couple of dips on. And people can kind of choose their own flavor. It's like mm. a choose-your-own-adventure game. It's just like um, that. But I. But then also people like me who are who are vanilla as flip, who like their vanilla tortilla. Mm. You can just have dry, lightly salted Doritos, uh, which is great. Also, maybe a few of the uh, the very cheap apple. No, sorry, pear ciders from yeah. Tesco. Yeah, yeah. We like those, don't we? Those are good. It's like £2.30 or something for four. They're really cheap. Look, oh, I'm, I'm turning up to the party with cheap Tesco-owned brand pear cider and basics <laughs> salt, salted uh, non-Doritos. That's mm-hmm. what I'm bringing to the party. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, don't forget great. the gingerbread as well. Oh, yeah. We sometimes have gingerbread that's just... In, been in your cupboard for two years. Is it no, still there? No, the decorations have been in my cupboard for two years. But oh, right. The, okay. the gingerbread is usually fresh. Mm. Freshly purchased. True, actually. We get fresh gingerbread and put old decorations on it. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Mm. But we did once... I mean, the, the decorations are left over from that time we ate a non-assembled gingerbread house. Yeah, but what's <laughs> the point in assembling it, though, you know? Yeah. It was just, it came in like a series of trays in a cardboard box yeah. of just sides of a house. And uh, yeah, we just tucked into a, a, a flat pack house. Was that, that was the good. Ikea one? Because that one may have been quite old because it was soft, if I remember rightly. I don't remember. I, what was it? One of them, an Ikea branded one? I think so. Yeah, you could get them oh. from Ikea. Yeah, I think it was just a stocking stuffer. And I was like, when am I going to build this? I'm just going to eat the pack. walls. Ikea house. Brilliant. Yeah. Who has time for that? Yeah. I don't. We say this is a video game podcast, but we're now just talking about food. We've got a whole we question are, about food. In a um, gaming context. Yeah, you know, yeah, I we, suppose so. When we play Trine at, at, ben, at Casa de Potter. We. That's it. That's mm. the one. Um, the only other thing I would mention before we move on to your answers is mm. uh, there is something that gives me major nostalgia vibes in terms of a snack, yeah. um, which is something I've mentioned before. When I got my PS2, it came with, or the Father Christmas also bought me a copy of uh, Tech and Tag Tournament. So I got it for Christmas, I had PS2, Tech and Tag. Mm-hmm. And I remember that Christmas day, sitting and playing Tech and Tag with a massive box of wine gums that oh. had also been in my stocking. Yes. And now... If I have like a big like handful of wine gums and shove them all in my mouth at the same time, it reminds me of Tech and Tag all the time, <laughs> uh, and vice versa. When I occasionally play Tech and Tag tournament on my PS2, it uh, it sort of makes me want to eat wine gums. So there is an association there, but yeah, not not really a snack boy um, overall. Yeah, that's fair. So what do you have with the lads or lasses that you invite around for games? Lads. Um, lads it is very lads. much lads and uh yeah usually it's for like a whole weekend and it's a it's the one time of the year where i shop like a child you know mm. where you've got just and where you've got adult money unlimited money but child brain mm. you know uh, and i've actually done it for next thursday 
when the PS5 oh. comes out because I intend to sit on my arse and play Demon Souls for several days. And so I bought, I've got the treats in, they're coming. Have you taken time off? Yeah. Oh, I, I did want, I couldn't remember whether you had or not, but I did think that you might do that, which I is, have. you know, hope you enjoy yourself. Thank you. I hope it arrives in time. We'll see. Yeah. My accessories have been dispatched, but uh, we will, we will see what comes when. Who, mm. who flipping knows? Um, as as you say, I've got the tortilla chips coming. Yeah, I've I've bought myself um, some kind of sustenance. I've bought some pita breads, you know, just Ooh. Tesco's, and some yeah. and some huge mousse, some hummus. Oh, we do sometimes have that as well. Instead yeah. of you toast that bad of... boy, delicious, so so good, easy, simple, mm. nice. But then yeah. on top of that, chocolate cookies. Uh, you, I've got like a ten pack of some of an actual branded cider. I've got Ooh. some sort of Tesco's own deli type slice thing, like a Ginster's slice, but they're not on offer at the moment, and I only buy them when they're on offer. So I've got the Tesco version instead. Ooh. I've got some jalapeno mini cheddars because apparently those exist, and Whoa, I want to see what? if they're any good. Yeah, so that's... did you order these online or or go to the shop? I did a Tesco shop. They're going to deliver the most ridiculous shop they've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's going to be ridiculous. But then You're I also die of beatus. I, I think I think I might. I am. I do yeah. plan on going outside, which I think does cancel it all out. Yeah, definitely. Just a bit of fresh air, uh, mm. if, if you know, mums are to be believed. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much me. Just all the treats and the snacks, things I can go off, you know, all day, and then maybe just have yeah. dinner, and that's it. That'll be the only yeah. meal I have, and then the rest of the time, it's it's snack o'clock, baby. Certainly is. Good grief. Yeah. Wow. Better believe you, it. You hope you enjoy yourself. I've remembered now that you did tell me you've taken the time off because that's why we're Yes, we're that's why we're recording early. Around. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But uh yeah, fantastic. It's just because it doesn't seem that soon. I keep I keep thinking it's still like two or three weeks away. It's for sneaked the up. UK, snook but and, it's not. Yeah. It's real snookened uh, up. Well, wow. Peter. Uh, that's yeah. uh, you know, I'll be snacking while I'm playing stuff next week. Mm. But I think it's time to talk about Something a bit more timely, a bit more relevant. Yeah, stuff that we may or may not have snacked, or not what we snacked on, but we may have been snacking or not snacking when we played stuff this week. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's called, what we snacking? Oh, is it? No. It's time for what we snack playing. Peter, what you snack playing? I've uh, I played a few different things this week in mm. in sort of drips and drabs. Is it drips and drabs or dribs dribs. and drabs? I think it's dribs with dribs. a dribs. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh dribs and drabs then. Um so the main thing I did this week was finish Star Wars Squadrons. And uh yeah. 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 It's, it's sort it of It improves, fine. does it? I mean a bit. It improves from that initial outing that we had but i've kind of already i think i said that last week um so there are some there are a couple of really good moments in that game actually like genuinely um so there's there's two sort of side by side campaigns that you you uh you switch between the empire and the rebellion um or the new republic they are actually because it's post return of the jedi um and so they've both got their own stories going on and the final mission of the story, of the of the whole campaign mode, is um, the the rebels, and so they they've got their own finale. And like one or two missions before that is the last mission that the Empire have, and they've got within that their own um, sort of climax. So 
you you reach a point before the campaign ends where you have this like really big mission which is super fun mm-hmm. um towards the end uh and so both of those two final missions of the respective teams involve um interesting kind of chase segments like kind of more scripted intentional pieces that aren't just you being up in space shooting at ships which i get is why this game was made and it's more you know people are supposed to look at this as more of a flight sim game and more of a dogfight game than you know an adventure game where you're in a an x-wing um you know I've, I've people were talking about it in my in the chat on my live stream the other day saying the the developers wanted it to be compared to uh, Star Wars X-Wing or Star Wars TIE Fighter rather than Star Wars Rogue Squadrons. Which, I mean, for a start, they should have not called it Star Wars Squadrons, really, if that's what they wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those games were more kind of serious and about managing your ship's systems and just dogfighting in space. So you can see where the comparison is. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, mild spoilers, but really not... Uh, the Empire have a bit where you go like inside of a of a, a ship and you're you're like dodging beams and you know like bits of machinery and stuff. It's like in Return of the Jedi when the when the Falcon goes inside the Death Star, you know. So that's mm-hmm. super fun. Um, and then you like blow this thing up from the inside. And the the Rebels' final mission, you're like trying to get away from an explosion. I guess also like when they blow up the Death Star and they're, like, trying to escape from the exploding Death Star. But you're going through this massive, like, sort of asteroid field. Uh, but the, there's so many asteroids and such big ones that at times it almost feels like you're in a tunnel, like underground, you, you know, that you're just completely covered and surrounded by rocks. Um, and that's really fun as well. And it just, in a way, because I had so much fun in those two minutes on both of those levels, it almost made me a bit more even more disappointed with how I found the rest of the game. Right. And again, you know, maybe that's not, not what they were going for overall for the for the full package, but really I just looked at it and thought, this game could have been so much better, you know? Yeah. If they put, like, proper scripted sequences in it, if they'd let you go down onto the planets or, you know, go to sort of orbital space stations and, you know, Cloud City-style places like that. But no, it's just it's just all up in space, and it's almost exclusively blow up these fighters or this star destroyer. You know, that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a real shame. Anyway, I finished it, and I probably will never play it ever again. Um, <laughs> Did you jump into the multiplayer at all? I didn't, because at the time I didn't have um, I didn't have plus, but I have uh. now got plus, um, and have no desire to go into the multiplayer because I just know for a start that it's going to be like there'll be just some people who are really, really good, and I'll yes. just be dying constantly. I didn't bother. Yeah. Um, although there was an offline thing that you could play, which was like training for playing online, and that was kind of fun as well. Actually, like I had more fun in that than I did on some of the the campaign missions, where um, there's four different. So it just dumps you into this uh, training area, which is just a big mass of broken ship parts and and asteroids like floating around. So there's lots of like stuff there that you have to fly fly through um and there's four different obstacle courses you can complete where you go from like point to point and it like makes you go through these really tight gaps and stuff um and that was that was really good i really enjoyed it and again it's not part of the campaign so like it's just a shame that like this game could have been so much more um 
So, but what I did then was it just made me think, man, it's weird. I had more fun flying ships in Battlefront 2 at times than I did in this game. And that made me then play Battlefront 2. So, <laughs> okay. So I, I signed up to Plus and uh, while I was waiting for a massive update on Battlefront 2, because it's been a while since I played it, uh, I played a little bit of um, Reignited Trilogy as well, oh. because that's always installed on my PS2. And I've had... On your PS4? Um, a, a PS, PS4, sorry. Mm. Uh, I, I was about to say the word Spyro 2, so that's why I said ah. PS2 there. Uh, and I've, I've had a, a run of Spyro 2 going for about a year and a half now that I only ever jump into when I'm waiting for like a download or something because um, I can just very easily hop onto it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so normally I play Spyro like, you know, back to back. I'll complete one of the games in two or three days. But uh, it's been a, been a bit weird just dipping in and out of that run over months and months. But it's quite good just to have it to, you know, hop into. So yeah. that's what I've been playing. Spyro 2 um, and uh, Battlefront 2 as well. Lovely. Which is it's quite good. They've they've added some some cool things. You can play as BB-8 now. Uh, as a hero, oh, uh, on the on an actual battlefield, yeah, dangerous, um, yeah, and they've uh, they've put some interesting new units in there as well. Actually, you can play as like destroyer droids now, you know, droidicas. Uh, oh yeah, those ones. those were fun. I like those. Yeah, they're fun, and a uh, couple of couple of uh, things from the Last Jedi have been added in. A couple of species. I don't even know if you remember in the opening. Uh, not the last Jedi, sorry. Um, the Rise of Skywalker. In the opening, there's that guy who just says like, "Win the war," and he's like an informant. He like gives them some information, and then he, his head ends up on on the table. Like Kylo Ren cuts his head off and puts it on the table oh, in some meeting room. I don't and remember. No, I mean, yeah, I've only seen it twice. Uh, and he's voiced by Mark Hamill, actually. Huh, uh, that's but like. He was the the only one of his species that's ever been in Star Wars, and now there's a soldier with his head hey. in uh, in, uh, in Battlefront Two. Immortalized, so exactly. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's that's the various things I've been playing this week. What about you? Uh, I've also played a few things. Uh, I finished off Life is Strange before the storm, uh, oh, yes. which I started last week. Got the platinum in that. Very sweet. Very sweet game. Ties neatly into uh, the original Life is Strange because it's a prequel. Right. And follows uh, Chloe uh, before she's reunited with Max and, like, does, you know, sort of foreshadow some of the stuff and then ends on. I'm hesitant to call it a cliffhanger because obviously you can then just go and play Life is Strange series one, but it it ends on, like, a bonus scene from quite a traumatic reveal. Okay. Uh, towards the end of, of season one of Life is Strange that I played back, I think, in 2016 now, uh, when they released it for PS4. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man, that made me kind of sad. So then I had to, like, read up on Wikipedia what happened in Life is Strange season one just to remind myself right, what yeah. had happened because I'd sort of forgotten. Um, I remembered how much I actually really enjoyed that game. I do genuinely think that because it it's written... I don't know, you're, because you're playing as adolescence, it can be very cringy. A lot of the dialogue and a lot of the situations and they're rebelling against authority can be a little real cringe town, USA, a lot mm-hmm. of the time, which is actually sounds like a line of dialogue from the game. Cringe town, USA, something like that. Yeah. Pretty, pretty terrible writing sometimes in terms right. of the stuff that these, you know, these teenagers are saying, these Gen Zers are saying, but even so... <laughs> 
I really enjoyed season one. I then went on and started season two. I think it's just called Life is Strange 2. Uh, but before I played it, I played the Something Adventures of Captain Spirit, which was shown off at E3 last year. And it was right. a free demo that sort of served as a precursor for season two, uh, but also served as literally it, it, the end of it tied right into episode two of season two. So it's definitely worth playing if you're going to get season two. And I must say, I really, really enjoyed season two. I think I enjoyed it more than season one. Can still be a little bit cringles, a little bit cringe town, mm -hmm. but it does it does deal with far more mature themes in that the the, the character you're playing as is Mexican-American and it is set during the political climate that is happening currently in, in, in North America, not North right. America, I should say the United States, or at least when it was released, um, not during all this election malarkey. But, but certainly, uh, you know, there is some racism and some right. fanatical people who are horrible to your character based on his appearance and so on. And I, I feel like that's really important for games to cover things like that. And, and I thought it was, it was well yeah, handled, sure. if a little bit, you know, to the extreme for the sake of plot purposes. Uh, but essentially, it's you and your little brother. You're on the road. You're running away. And, um, and you've got to keep your little brother safe. The little brother is honestly hugely irritating uh, a lot of the time. He very rarely endears himself to you. But I think episode three was my favorite, where you sort of live in a commune in the woods with some with some drifters who are all sort of the same age. And I would have happily spent an entire season there, like an entire plot, just surviving in the woods there. And I really liked the characters in that episode. And when they were gone at the end, and I had to move on to episodes four and five, I did feel like, you know, when you finish a TV show or a film or yeah. something, you're like, oh, no, then my friends are gone. <laughs> you yeah. know, my characters are gone. I did feel like that. And I am still genuinely feeling a, a, a sense of melancholy that, mm. I, that I've had to say goodbye to these characters. And I was only with them for like three hours. So I think that's, that's a real testament to the... Um, I don't know what the what the, what the correct term would be, to the, the quality of episode three, at least. Episode four and five, I wasn't that fussed about, but I would say on the whole, the whole season was was very good. And uh, and I did, I, I was surprised by how much of an impact it had on me. And I thought it was, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I played it. Um, but I, I did finish it and I did get the platinum in that. Um, I, I won a game of Warzone because I'm the professional gamer. Excellent. That's me. And now I'm just playing my way through several absolutely dreadful uh, digital games for for platinum trophies, you know, as I am one mm -hmm. to do. So okay. that's me. Very good. That I is like me. It. That is you. Mm. Um, well, then, should we move on to question two? Yeah, I suppose we should. This question comes from Johnny. Hi, boys. My girlfriend and I have, only, I hope you're married, have only just gotten around to playing through The Last of Us Part 2. Spoilers, but not really, I guess. I suppose anyone who hasn't played The Last of Us Part 2 and has avoided spoilers, uh, maybe skip ahead 30 seconds because our the question is not about the spoiler. This is just sort of a, a general yeah, question. The, the ultimate question is not about the spoiler, but a spoiler is about to happen in this question. Yeah, skip ahead 30 seconds. Three, yeah. two, 
one. We really enjoyed playing as the villain, Abby. It gave a new depth to the character and we loved seeing how their journeys collided from different perspectives. Are there any baddies you'd, you'd love to play as? Uh, sorry, you'd love to play as in order to see the game from their perspective? Keep up the stellar work, Johnny. Thank you, Johnny. Oh, what do you think? What do you think, B-Poots? Any... Yeah, I've got one. Wanna... I, I, can I have a guess what you might say? Go on. Handsome Jack? No. Oh. Okay. No, it's not Handsome Jack. You can well, sort of play as him. Well, yeah, I, th- I, I mean, I don't know because I've not played them, but I did think that you, yeah, there's something that you can do, but you know, the pre-sequel. you can't play a whole, a whole sort of, uh, you know, official instalment in the, uh, in the main chronology. Um, no, it's right. mainly it's mainly flashback stuff where you see him, but you can play the pre-sequel as Jack's Digiclone. So you are essentially right. playing as as Jack, not Digiclone. That's your that's your ability. You're playing as Jack's double, basically body double, but you sound like him and you act like him. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, at this point in the in the timeline, Handsome Jack is sort of rising to power and prominence, or has just risen to prominence. Right. Uh, so it is. You are in a way you're playing as him, but not really. Mm. Uh, but that would be an interesting perspective. But no, that's not the one I've got. Okay. I've gone for Sephiroth. Oh, yeah. I think this would be. I think this would be interesting. You briefly battle alongside him in Final Fantasy VII in a flashback, uh, but mm-hmm. you can't control him, and he just does ridiculous damage. Uh, you you do get to see sort of his descent into madness as he discovers his true origins as you play through the game, but I would really like to see that from his perspective you know feeling so angry and wronged and furious and how how dare they lie mm. to me uh, of course of course <laughs> because it's final fantasy 7 and it's confusing and a bit weird you don't actually properly see sephiroth until the end of the game every time you see him he is a little he's he's sort of like a, a clone boy it's not actually him it's his will but it's not him it's not physically him William. That's, it's his it's, it's, William. it's his William. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Final Fantasy VII Remake has taken things in a slightly new direction in terms of how they're sort of twisting it on its head slightly. And I would love to start the remake part two and you're just playing as Sephiroth for like two hours. That would be insane. I'd love that. Man. I think that'd be really, really interesting just to see what is this guy doing? Huh? He's not meant to be doing this. Why is he showing up there? That's not right. Who are the ghost boys? Stop it. What are you doing? Tell me. I want to know. Oh man, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah. Um, I uh, I mean, interestingly, my my answer to this definitely would have been um, Doctor Neo Cortex until mm. until a couple of weeks ago when Crash Four came out and you actually get to play as Doctor Neo Cortex. However, um, because of like the way the story goes, and again, here's a little spoiler coming up. So skip ahead a couple of seconds. Uh, you know, he's temporarily a goodie um, in that. And so I what I would really like to do is play as Cortex as a true villain, like trying to trying to get one up on Crash Bandicoot. And actually, I'm sure some people might be able to say, uh, well, actually, if you played um, Crash Bandicoot, um, oh, <laughs> Fliptastic or whatever. On the Game Boy Advance. Exactly. Then maybe you could play as Cortex as a villain in that game. I don't know. I've not played any of those games, and I don't know anything about them. But uh, you know, my point is, I want a a, a good one. Um, 
to come out uh, where I can play as uh, play as Cortex. Um, other than that, though, man, I don't know. It's so tricky. There's like there, I feel like there's lots of interesting villains, but not necessarily ones that I can think of like how how it would be good to play it play as them. Like one of my favorite villains from video games is Glados, but like you can't. I don't really see how you could play <laughs> yeah. play a game centered around Glados being the protagonist. Some kind of RTS. Um, yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, but then you know, I think I guess more broadly speaking, there's just there's room for like interesting backstories or prequels, things like that. Um, you know, I've thought about if they ever do a bully. Uh, well, sequel or or follow up, mm-hmm. they could do a prequel. Where you play as the the asshole kid that uh, I can't even remember what his name was now, but like the the guy who like takes over the school in the finale, and uh, he's one of those villains that you kind of love to hate, like he's just the worst, right? Um, but I kind of feel like there must be some, there must be an interesting backstory to how that kid became so errant, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, you know, I've I've often thought like, how what would they do if they did a bully sequel? Would they do it like Jimmy Hopkins is now at university, or would they keep it at high school and he plays a new protagonist? And I just thought, yeah, you could uh, you could maybe do like that kid when he was a bit younger, a little bit younger, and uh, and look at that. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's probably what I'd do. Mm. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Well, <sighs> it's time to move on to something a little strange. Very strange. A little... How would you describe it? Uh, peculiar? Um, unusual? Go with weird. It's weird news, news. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's weird news time. Welcome to weird news. Peter, what is your weird news? This is from Kotaku.com. I don't know about you, but they seem to have now fixed their news. I think they must listen to this podcast. Oh, they've got to. They've got to they, have listened. They've somewhat fixed their, their news tab now. Or at least when I found this story on my phone, it worked. So maybe it depends on what device you're using. <laughs> maybe. 
Um, in any case, this is written by Ethan Gack. We sort of know that one. He's he's done stories before that are featured on this podcast. GameStop challenges employees to TikTok dance contest to earn extra hours during Black Friday. <laughs> what? Which is just madness. Hey. There's something about Black Friday that seems to bring out the worst in GameStop, GameStop's corporate leadership. And this year, the video game retailer has found a bizarre new way to appear petty and out of touch. The company has invited employees to submit dance videos in the hopes of winning prizes that include extra work hours during that holiday shopping week. Be creative, rope in your team, and have fun with it. Don't worry, <laughs> you can't look as bad as the event team does. Reads the prompt. <laughs> Inve- oh, the, the event team, am I right? The event team, there oh, is a video here event team. of the event team dancing. I'll send it to you in a second. Okay. Uh, you can't look as bad as the event team does. Reads the prompt for one of GameStop's latest employee contests, the incisive TikTok dance challenge. Stores are supposed to send their best hashtag red wine challenge videos. And then in parentheses it says, any dance routine that's set to UB40's red red wine uh, to the marketing firm, incisive. Who chose, can I just stop and say, who chose red red wine as the song to dance to? It's not the most upbeat, is it? Yeah, you kind of got to dance quite slowly. Yeah, so I've got to bop and bob around. Um, So embedded in the article is the video that the um the 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 team what kind of team were they again the, the events uh, team the events team did oh, a little it's, uh, it's remixed slightly they're just doing the YMCA yeah um and the dislike bar is absolutely enormous um oh my god comments are turned off um <laughs> that's the that's the worst thing i've ever seen i've just just watched it now it's only like 15 seconds long oh poor Judy Payne, seven subscribers. She's the one who uploaded it. Oh, Judy. Oh, no. And it's gotten out, has it? It's now got 98,000 views. Indeed. 640 dislikes, 43 likes. <laughs> Some of those were Judy's family and friends. Oh, Judy, no. Judy, please. Uh, the winning store will get awarded an Echo 8, Echo Auto, $100 Visa gift card, and... 10 additional labour hours to use during Black Friday week. Oh, my God. So it's like it gives you a get-out-of-jail-free card, or does it give you a get-in-jail-free card, then? Well, so this is the thing. I mean, first off, this these prizes, prizes are going to the store, which is just the best, isn't it? It's like when you went on 50-50, and it's like, you've won a computer for your school. It's like, oh, fantastic. Oh, great. It's I'll really never glass. see it. I'll never yeah. see it. It'll go in the headmaster's room, probably. Exactly. So there's a $100 Visa gift card for the store. So mm-hmm. expect a box of celebrations and some donuts, I guess, on in the kitchen. And that's all you'll get. Uh, and 10 additional labor hours for the store to use during Black Friday. So this is where it gets almost even darker than offering people extra time to work and earn money. Um Imagine what you could do with all those prizes, the contest reads. <laughs> the company's event team. Imagine. Had... <laughs> imagine. Can you even imagine the possibilities? Yeah, of what you could do with an Echo 8, $100, and 10 labor hours. Wow. The possibilities are have an end. They are, they are endable. They do, yeah. Uh, then the event team posted their own hashtag Redwine Challenge on YouTube. Uh, it's embedded below. 
GameStop did not respond to a request by Kotaku for comment. Now, here's the context for the labor hours. Like a lot of retailers, GameStop stores have a limited number of total hours that employees can work in a given period. Even if a manager wanted to give out extra shifts at an especially busy time, like, say, Black Friday, they wouldn't be able to exceed whatever their monthly budget was. So, there are managers who are overrun with work and have to get people to work for free because there's no hours left to give out in order to get the work done at Black Friday. And GameStop are saying, hey, you know how you absolutely run off your feet and there's not enough wages to go around? We'll give you 10 hours worth of wages to get through Black Friday if you dance for us. Oh, no. That's basically what's happening How here. is this shop still open? Isn't it, isn't it meant to have closed like 12 times now? Well, the, the article ends saying other things that have got them in trouble recently. GameStop has been criticised in the past for keeping its stores open on Thanksgiving Day in order to get a head start on Black Friday shopping, but unlike last year, the company will keep its doors closed this time around. Instead, the TikTok contest comes, comes at a time when stores are preparing for the launch of a new set of consoles, even as the rate of new COVID cases begins to spike again across the country. Some of us have holiday help to hire and train in three weeks and prefer not to be on TikTok, one apparent employee wrote on GameStop subreddit. Earlier this year, GameStop tried to call itself an essential business mm. during the pandemic mm -hmm. in order to stay open as state governments ordered shutdowns. They did so while the company's employees called it out over a lack of resources and procedures needed to operate more safely. In a September earnings call, GameStop CFO Jim Bell, who makes $700,000 a year just in salary, announced the closure of 100 more stores through the end of the year. Wonderful. What a wow. glowing company. It's just now, such a bad look, isn't it? Now you too can submit your own hashtag red wine challenge to those, those YouTube. Prizes are just I don't what? Imagine what you could do with all those prizes. It's terrible. It's like things they found around the office. Yeah. As there's nothing there's nothing worth worth anything there. An Echo Eight and an Echo Auto. So, oh god, I, f I do feel sorry for the four people dancing in this video. Though I'm just going to watch it and watch it again. Oh god, yeah. it's like I... oh, it's so embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing to watch anyway because the dancing is obviously not good. They're just doing the macarena and then they do a bit of an elbow thing at the end. Yeah, it's not even that long. Like they barely no. get started. They do like. 15 seconds or 10 seconds of the 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 YMCA or whatever the hell it is. Macarena, mm. that was it. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like three seconds of elbow wiggling and then it ends. Yeah. It's terrible. So bad. It's really so, mortifying. So it's not, um, yeah, that, I'm, wow. It's weird. <laughs> Speechless, to be honest. Mm. Okay, well, let's move on to something else that's weird. Mm -hmm. This comes from PC Gamer. Okay. Written by Wes Fenlon. And the title is, That Four Seasons Total Landscaping Debacle is Already a VR Chat Hangout for Furries. For Furries? Oh my god, okay. Yeah. The Trump campaign's accidental press conference site has now been immortalised in VR, reads the subtitle. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, it seems like Wes has done, done his due diligence and gone, gone on site. So wow. here we go. I'm at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. 
I'm at the newest VR hangout for furries. I'm at the combination of Four Seasons Total Landscaping and newest VR hangout for furries. In what is sure to be the fastest translation of a Philadelphia landscaping company into a VR playground, YouTuber and fursuit enthusiast Cooper Tom has built a model of Four Seasons Total Landscaping for VR Chat, a modern hotspot for memes and VR antics. Four Seasons obtained viral status over the weekend when President Trump's legal team chose it as the site for a hastily arranged press conference, seemingly conflating it with the slightly more famous and upscale Four Seasons Hotel. Just so good. Cooper Tom's VR chat version of the Four Seasons perfectly captures the uh, is this really the best you can do energy of Trump lawyer Ju Rudy Giuliani's press conference site. It's all there. The paint-chipped turquoise wall, the lonely speakers, <laughs> the small podium placed in front of the garage door plastered with campaign signs. The, v the vibe sorry, in VR chat, however, is a bit more fun than Giuliani's rambling conspiratorial accusations of voter fraud. In Four Seasons VR Chat debut, Cooper Tom and a group of fellow furries bounce around the environment, soaking in the details, which Cooper Tom built in five and a half hours. <laughs> You've even got stuff behind the windows. You even went that far with the detail, one of them exclaims. This, that's some Half-Life nonsense. Jesus. <laughs> I had to make sure the, uh, the hose reel was here, says Cooper Tom in the video tour above, his avatar addressing the camera. Another player dressed as 90s cartoon characters, character Bonkers D. Bobcat leans into frame and waves his hands as if to say, ta-da. <laughs> it's hard not to love the video from Cooper Tom's Twitter above, because everyone in it is clearly taking so much joy from being at the site that embodies the end of the Trump presidency. Oh, oh God, or is it? Uh, their laughter is infectious, <laughs> we'll and the quintessentially American marching band song playing in the background crystallises the satirical absurdity. Uh, wow. There's, I will read this last little bit here. But mostly, I can't stop thinking about Rudy Giuliani stumbling upon this video and trying, and I have to assume completely utterly failing, to understand what's happening in it as wolves, furry dragons and 90s cartoon characters scurry back and forth. Does Giuliani have any concept of VR? Does he know that furries exist? What am I talking about? He's a cybersecurity professional. <laughs> I'm sure this concentrated dose of internet virality isn't perplexing for him at all. Fantastic. There we are. What a, that's a good write-up as well. Oh, hang on. There's an update. <gasps> oh, my God. Giuliani has signed Giuliani up. has signed in. <laughs> uh, since first uploading the map, Cooper Tom has made one small update, changing the Trump campaign signs on the garage door to read dump instead. Oh, very good. So it's it doesn't look like he's actually pro-Trump. Yes, I suppose I suppose that's the concern. Oh, wow. If you click on the photo that's embedded in the article, it opens a new tab with the same article. Oh, fantastic. I can just loop it forever. So there we go. Uh, if you um, have VR chat and want to go to the Four, uh, four Seasons Total Landscaping firm, then you can. Uh, not to get, obviously, let's not get too bogged down in political commentary, but did mm. you see the way Trump handled it on Twitter after initially announcing, he just said, we've got a press conference at the Four Seasons. Four Seasons, yeah. Yeah. And so people thought it was the hotel. And then evidently someone told him, oh my God, Mr. President, I'm... I'm afraid we've made a terrible mistake. We've, we've messed up. And then Trump did a, a second tweet after that going, Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Just it, You could almost read the tone where he was going, <laughs> obviously, you know, for those of you who think we're going to Four Seasons Hotel, I mean, like, total landscaping, obviously. Hello? Yeah. Why, what are you, why is everyone talking about this hotel? 
Um, so he very quickly just did a tweet saying, you know, he didn't say, whoops, we've made a mistake. He was like, yeah, just for clarity, I'm obviously talking about the landscaping firm. I don't oh, know yeah. if anyone got well, mixed I, up there. I totally understood it to be the landscaping firm yeah. from the very beginning because yeah. that's that's what he meant. So, God, incredible. Yeah. And it, I love that it's between... Uh, I can't remember what was on one side. A of sex it, shop it and, a, next... and a and a funeral home. Oh, that was it. A funeral funeral parlor and yeah, yeah. a sex shop. Yeah, so Brilliant. good. It's it is incredible. It it's just the gift that keeps on giving. Anyway, mm. that's that. It's it weird, is. and you can play it now if you want. Lots of weird news this week. I'll quickly just give you the synopsis of one that I didn't bring along. Mm-hmm. There's a Harry Potter tabletop Quidditch game that's been on Kickstarter. Okay. Um, and the people in charge of that recent uh, have, have put a statement out saying, uh, what we're going to do is um, we're going to postpone this Kickstarter. They were hoping for, I think, $450,000, and they so far had made $64,000. It wasn't okay. going well. And they said, yeah, um, the election has caused issues with us raising our money, so we're going to wait until things have calmed down. Right, yeah, um, of course. Because people are avoiding social media, so they're not seeing our marketing for our Kickstarter campaign. And the article, which I believe was written by Luke Plunkett, uh, said, it's probably got nothing to do with the fact that the cheapest version of the game is $100, uh, and the most expensive is like $300 or something like that. He's like, definitely nothing to do with that at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's insane. Yeah. A a board game of a sport, huh? That sounds Mm. fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's time to move on to question three. Yeah, this is from Jens Herman, um, who says, are there any games you'd like to play, but you won't because it's a genre you really don't, uh, you generally, sorry, don't like. In my case, for example, I'm not good at dealing with the spookums, yet I kind of feel the urge to play games like Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Sorry for the wonky English. I'm German, lol. Jens, that was perfect English. Lol. Yeah, great job, Jens. You should be proud. Very, very good indeed. Um, Oh, man. Um, I mean, I kind of feel this way about the entire Soulsborne series, or Mm -hmm. Souls-like even, I guess. Um, You know, I really like the the sort of Western Gothic fantasy vibe of the Soulsborne series. I think Bloodborne looks really good, and, and Dark Souls games, to a lesser extent, like, I think they appeal to me slightly less, but still overall, you know, I like the the boss designs and things like that, but I just I just can't I can't yet get past the the difficulty curve. And I know right. you've said in the past we've talked about this on the podcast before, and you've said you know best thing to do would be to play with friends. And I think we've even said that you know maybe eventually we'll do live streams where we can you know I could like play Dark Souls and you can sort of try and be my guru. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's always. It's always in- interested me, but um, oh man, I just, I do still kind of, I can't quite get there. Can't quite get there. Um, I also, I played that. Um, uh, I, I play, I play occasional RTS games purely based on the um, the IP that has been tied into them. So I don't play RTS games at all, really. But I played Halo Wars. Really enjoyed that. Um, Played uh, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, really enjoyed that. 
Um, and then I've I've literally never played Civ or Total War or anything like you know any any of the the actual the big ones. I say Civ, I mean um, Age of Empires. Sorry, mm. uh, Civ isn't a, really a, the same kind of RTS. But uh, yeah, so sometimes I will just dip into the RTS genre despite never playing it ordinarily. If they oh, I played the Lord of the Rings one as well for that for that reason. So that's the easy way to get me anyone who wants to make an RTS game just tie it into something that I already like and I will play it. <laughs> You'll um, buy it. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've got a few. Yeah. Skate is one mm-hmm. that I would love to... I've never actually... I think I played the demo for Skate back in the day on PS3. And it was just like, this isn't Tony Hawk's. <laughs> and right. and just didn't play the full version. But people love it. And uh, people are really good at it. But I don't think I have the patience to get mm-hmm. good at it. Fighting games... In general, pretty much any fighting game. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love to be good at fighting games, but again, no patience. I think it's one of those genres that perhaps you have to play over several years or maybe grow up playing to be mm-hmm. uh, to be competent at them. I am not. I can press the buttons fast, but not in a particular order. And yeah. that's that's all that's all I can do there. Crash is another one. You know, when the Insane Trilogy came out, and even when 4 came out, it was like, oh, this, this is so exciting. Look at this. The nostalgia, people are reliving their youth, and it's so colourful and delightful, and it's a fun mascot platformer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yet, I just, I feel no, I feel no sense of urgency to actually play it. Yeah. Even though I like the idea of it. Um, but again... You know, looking at the the highlight videos that goes go out every week, I'm seeing those Peter Austin skills, those Crash Bandicoot skills that come <laughs> from a lifetime of honing, and I'm, I feel like I, as I lack all of those, I would have a really bad time with it. I don't think it's a good entry point. I have to Maybe say, not. someone in my chat was saying my uh, he was like my five year old daughter wants Crash Four for oh, Christmas. Oh no, she's asked Santa for this Crash is 4. the danger, isn't it, of making it so colourful. Yeah, and he said, he said, do you think I should get it for it or not? And I was like, ultimately, yes, because I had games when I was a kid that I just couldn't play, but I would just do the same first three levels over and over again. So I think she'll still enjoy it. But I said, yeah, to be fair, she's going to struggle a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, that's tough. Um, let's see. Uh, construction games. Like mm-hmm. City Builders and Tropico and I suppose to an extent Civ, as you said, yeah. um, which is a, which is a little more RTS, but you know what I mean. I know um, I've, got, I've got friends who are very excited about Planet Coaster yeah. coming to PS4 and PS5. Um, and I love the idea of those games, but there's just too much to learn and I'm too impatient and I'd rather mm. I'd rather spend my time doing other things. Um, but uh, I love the idea of those games. I haven't really played them. And uh, finally, just sort of classic titles that I missed out on growing up because I didn't have the console. Games like uh, Mario and Sonic. Like, I can't play Sonic. I don't know how to play 2D Sonic. I can't yeah. do it. Like, I, I just never really played it. And at this point, I don't care enough to play it. So that I feel like that's a big gap in my gaming knowledge and experience just by virtue of not having the console or the ability to play it, but but now I just don't really I don't really care enough to go back and play it because those games are obviously really good. But if I was to go back and play a game from that sort of period in the '90s, for me it would be for story reasons, like Metal mm. Gear Solid One um, or or similar. Uh, whereas yeah. I can't really justify going back and playing you know Super Mario Bros or whatever. I just uh, 
just not that asked. Same and and same with Zelda as well. I've never yeah. really been a Zelda fan. I gave Breath of, of the Wild a go and I just couldn't get into it. And it, again, as I always say, it's not because I think the game is bad. It's just clearly not for me. I found it too open ended. Game of the year. I know it's it? a lot of people's game of the generation. People love yeah. that game, and I, and I I get it. But it was too open ended for me. And as as someone coming into it who wasn't a Zelda fan, I just didn't I didn't have enough direction. You know, I didn't feel like I was I was uh, focused enough in what I was meant to be doing for it to hold my attention. And I just went on and played other things. Um, but yeah. uh, those are ga- all games and series that I'd love to I would love to get into if I had the time or the inclination to do so yeah i'm the same actually with um with like creator creator games Mm. i do i have played them in the past particularly when i was younger but certainly now you know i've not touched planet coaster planet zoo um you know any kind of city builder games really for Mm -hmm. a long time um and purely because it's not even necessarily that i feel like there's too much to learn but i feel like um i would feel like it was a shame if I sat down and played for an hour or two one night, started building something, worked on it again the next night, you know, and did did a few sessions in a week. And then I know what would happen. I would I would sort of forget that I was playing that game and then I would not go back to it for ages. And then I wouldn't want to go back to it after a certain point, you mm. know. Mm-hmm. It's how I play, how I end up playing Minecraft a lot of the time. Normally for a longer period, I'll, I will play Minecraft regularly. Um, but then after a while, I'll sort of stop. And yeah. I go, oh, yeah, I've got that world. And, you know, it's a perfectly good... I could go back to it and just pick it up, but I don't like to do that for some reason. It doesn't feel... You know, I I never have the inclination to then, like, go back and dig out an old world. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah, I'm the same with, with, like, creator games and, like, open-ended stuff as well, you know. It's exactly the reason I didn't play um, Red Dead Redemption and why I've still not played The Witcher and will do, but haven't. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We will, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. But it's mm. time for talk- talking of uh, big open-ended games. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's time for something time even bigger. For, for the, the big, discussion. big Discussion. It's Big Discussion time. This Big Discussion comes from Mr. Uncle Butters, mm. who says... Howdy, lovely boys. As an Australian who was two episodes behind on the show, I thought it best to clarify that barracking, pronounced barricking, mm. is Australian slang for cheering or supporting. E.g., I was barricking for Dick Mychinko in the CTR tournament. That's good to know. Mm. I will. I have now forgotten it. On to the matter at hand. How do you feel that Sony has handled the launch of the PS5 as a whole? As a PlayStation boy since forever, I was excited every step of the way. The accompanying hardware looked useful. The DualSense uh, controller sounds truly remarkable. And in, in my opinion... God, I'm falling over my words today. And in my opinion, based... Biased... Oh, Christ. <laughs> Christ. And in my opinion, biased though it may be, the launch lineup is far superior to Xbox. The price... And now... Yes? No? Best of all, sorry, it's a big block of text. I'm going to break it up a bit because I can't, I can't see it. My eyes can't focus on it. That's okay. Hang on, hang on. Bear I'll with take, me, everyone. I Let me just add a little bit of. You want. Just to add a little line spacing in there. Let's go for 1.5. There we go. Let's bust yeah. that sucker wide open. Nice. Best of all, it was a price I could afford. However, as of today, I'm still unable to pre-order a PS5 anywhere in South Australia. The price announcement happened around 6am on a Friday morning here, and by 9am, pre-orders for both the first and second waves of PS5 were sold out. 
No retailers can confirm when they'll be receiving more stock, and Sony, to my knowledge, have made no announcements as to when they will be in a position to ship more units. There's no doubt that I will still order a PS5 as soon as I find one, but I do feel a sense of confusion and disappointment that the pre-order process was so frantic across the world and that Sony seemingly underestimated the demand at launch. In your much-educated opinions, do you think the launch could have been managed in a different way? Is this a side effect of the virus that shall not be named? Or do you think that the popularity of games consoles has risen to a point where production cannot keep pace with demand at launch? As always, thank you for continuing to pump out top quality content and best of luck for Lockdown 2 Isolation Boogaloo. <sighs> <sighs> wow. Um, so, it's, it's, it's an interesting one because... So many companies at the moment, whatever you, whoever you ring up to ask about your gas bill or your internet or, hey, can I sign up for this service? The first thing that happens is on the phone they say, we're experiencing higher demand than usual on this line because of the current coronavirus. And it's, um, it's, it's kind of, to me, in some cases, I can see why that is very much the truth like for example hospitals you know mm -hmm. they probably are actually receiving more people than normal um but you you do wonder to what extent people use it as a bit of an excuse um or a bit of a bit of a reason for other problems you know and you know it's very much a, a case of hashtag not all hashtag not all men are saying that this is this is a, a real problem or a fake problem yeah. um but i there's i think there are some some companies out there that are putting issues down to covid and i can maybe see how it could have affected playstation 5 you know maybe production was affected and they weren't able to create you know construct as many consoles as they would like and so there were fewer to go around at launch but ultimately you know in in a sense each next generation is five ten years in the making because they all know it's going to happen like we already know at this point for almost certain that the ps6 will happen uh unless there's a i guess i guess the the whole scene of uh gaming is is kind of changing now based on digital stuff and things like that so maybe it won't but uh certainly i think when the ps4 came out i think they knew that like the ps5 will happen mm -hmm. and so in that sense they've had They've had years to to prep, like, okay, at what point do we need to start, like, heavily producing stuff so that we've got millions available at launch? Um, so in in my view, I don't think there's, like, a very good excuse for having seemingly so few uh, units to distribute. And uh, certainly the way in which it was, like, announced and suddenly, you know, it's pre-order time, pre-order now! You know, that was that was a complete crap storm. Uh, however, I don't really know how to answer Mr. Uncle Butter's question in terms of how should they have handled it. All I can really do is say what they did wrong, which is not have enough uh, and, you know, then just get everyone to rush onto shop fronts all at the same time. Um, I don't know. Do, do, do you have any thoughts? Do you have any, any solutions that they should have implemented? Um, well... I, I, I don't think there is a solution, no. really. Um, and I'll get to that in a second because I actually disagree with you about the manufacturing because that definitely has been impacted by the pandemic, for right. sure. 
Um, but generally speaking, in terms of the, in in terms of you know how they handled it, especially Sony, it was it was bad. It was it was really bad. It was a mess all around. Really, Xbox did give advance warning, but they had exactly the same problem with sites crashing, pre-orders being cancelled, not enough stock. You know all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sony, on the other hand, would that their messaging was was off, massively massively off, and. You have to remember, as Mr. Uncle Butters says here in terms of is console gaming that, you know, popular, PlayStation 4 has sold over 110 million units. That's a lot of PS4 owners, you know, and I would be surprised if a significant portion of them are switching to Xbox. Yeah. So you've got to imagine that those who can afford and want to upgrade to next gen will be getting PS5. That's That's a lot of demand that would never, ever be able to be met. Um, it's always happened. PSP sold out at launch. Uh, PS3 was sold out at launch. The Wii was sold out at launch. You know, it it just, it's always happened. It's always happened this way. I imagine that their pre-order process was better (laughs) than than it was this time around. Yeah. But they always, they always sell out. Um, And that's not even taking into consideration that manufacturing and shipping has been hit uh, by, by the pandemic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when, they probably would have been looking to really ramp up their production, uh, which would have happened in China, was when it was when that country was being hit the worst by by the pandemic. Yeah. True. Um, so that that definitely had an impact. But I really, really do feel for Mr. Uncle Butters and and the probably millions of people who missed out and and are feeling really frustrated because there's there's no current word. There's going to be no physical store units. Unless you pre-ordered one online, or not pre-ordered one online, sorry, or maybe you did pre-order one online, but in terms of you, you can't camp out. They don't want people camping out for obvious reasons. Yeah, there will be no surplus stock in stores, physical stores. There's not going to be any. They've said that now. Um, apparently, I've heard there is going to be another sh- shipment in early December. There is no official word on that. I pre-ordered four PS5s because I didn't know what was going to work and what wasn't because it was such a mess that night. I've ended up with one. I haven't cancelled any of them. The other ones just didn't go through. So mm-hmm. that that's how much of a mess it is. And I I know several people who also pre-ordered from several places and some people got none. Some people have tried to pre-order every time they've said more stock was being made available or when a particular outlet was going to have their stock available for pre-order and they didn't get through. And I imagine that's the case for Mr. Uncle Butters, which I feel increasingly ridiculous saying out loud, that name. Um, I'm not really sure, though, how else it could have been managed apart from giving advance notice of a of a proper date or a time like Xbox did. Uh, there would still be a monumental rush, yeah. regardless of what they did. There was a queue system at Curry's PC World in the UK that seemed to work pretty well, you know, like for, for tickets and stuff mm-hmm. where you just sit in a queue until it's your turn but there would still be very few units available because of the manufacturing and shipping uh, complications um, but manufacturing has never really been able to keep up with demand and as I said you know these these companies are very popular and they have a big following and even if there was no pandemic they would have sold through their stock almost immediately it's it's just it's sad that it's it's had to come to this and I know everyone's had a really crap year and they want the new console but i feel like it's a perfect storm of not only there being a pandemic but that this is how it's always been with new console launches it's always been a disaster every time it's just now 
I feel like there's more people looking at it because we've got less to do because we can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's that's probably the case as well. And you have to feel I never really considered, um, you know, the kind of the the issues that you get from different time zones. You know, so Mister Uncle Butters. Yeah. Uh, in in that time zone, it was what does it say? Six a.m. It is a big block of text. I oh yeah, there it is. Six a.m. on a Friday morning, um, and by nine a.m. The pre-orders had gone. So a mm. lot of people will have been asleep, been in bed. I know yeah. for us, um, it was, uh, we were we were just, we were, I mean, what was it, like 1 a.m. maybe, something like that? Was, I think Game listed them just before midnight, but or anyone yeah. who pre-ordered then, it, it it supposedly didn't go through. But that is my one that went through. That's <laughs> it's the one the, that happened before midnight. The initial rush happened because we've been watching the uh, the event, hadn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so that's, that's a slightly more reasonable time for people in the uk especially if you've been up like watching coverage online um but yeah you have to feel for people who were literally asleep when when it was announced and when it started to be rolled out and then you you wake up in the morning and it's like hey so while you were asleep um pre-orders went live for the ps5 and now they've all gone so (laughs) sorry yeah um and uh you have to yeah you you really need to question like was there would the is there a better way to do it maybe like stores in certain time zones all doing it in their own respective like at their at their own respective midnight time you know mm-hmm. like rolling it out different in, in different time zones at different times but even then you know whatever time you put it out there's going to be a rush um and uh, like you say even if you uh, say ahead of time on this date it will go live arguably that could that could make <laughs> An even wilder rush because even more people are going to be uh, aware that that's when it's going to happen. So, yeah, I I think the the difficult thing about this question is what would be the right thing to do. I don't know what the right thing to do is. I just know that like it's it's just a mess, unfortunately. Um, it is. And as you say, consoles always sell out. Uh, too many people want one. Recent that's, years, yeah, they do. Too many people would always want one, and it, it does suck. Uh, but I don't know, apart from magicking more PS5s out of thin air. Mm. I don't know. They're using Sony in particular. I don't know about Microsoft, but Sony are using Air Freight yeah. uh, to, to get more units over, uh, whereas usually they'd use traditional shipping channels um, mm-hmm. because, you know, they, they've, they've got no choice. They want to, They don't want to not sell you them. I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing. You know, certainly they're... Their messaging is at fault here, but I, I really don't know what else they could have done. I, I, I don't work there. I don't know what they're doing, but I have to imagine that they're not lying that manufacturing was really impacted and there would be more to sell if there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah, I can understand that manufacturing was impacted. I think, um, you know, when you see like... I, I mean, I know some storefronts have said that like they've been impacted by by coronavirus in terms of like ordering a ps5 and again i can mm-hmm. see like in some ways how that is the case because it would be easier for them if you know just just broadly speaking workforces are down like across the world so of course you know in some ways everyone is uh every company is affected by covid but uh yeah you just uh i don't know it i guess it's a bit tiresome just sort of seeing it's almost like covid sneers at you whenever you want any product or service done it's like covid just goes hey by the way i'm ruining everything for everyone yeah um and uh yeah it's it's even more difficult when uh you know some people don't don't uh 
some people use that as a, an excuse when it's not the case but mm-hmm. certainly manufacturing i think yeah uh if you're trying to create ps5s in china in when there's you know things really going wrong there what can you do you can't yeah. do anything really it's rough and i really really hope that people who are desperate to get one get one on the second wave but as i said i think it's december um one of my pre-orders that didn't go through they said that they were expecting more stock in early to mid-december so um yeah keep an eye out because knowing sony they won't tell you that but just be aware that early december you might have some might have some better luck who knows yeah crossing our fingers for you it's been a real mess a real mess across the board but for those who did manage to get them especially in uh, in north america and other parts of the world congratulations you made it to launch time <laughs> how how do you feel it's out it's out right now does it feel good does <laughs> i think the xbox has a global launch though so uk yeah, yeah so the xbox owners in the uk will have their new, shiny new xboxes as well it's very exciting of course next week we still won't be able to talk about our experiences with next gen because it won't be out when we're recording which is really no. sad so next week uh, on the podcast post, if you've got a next-gen console, we'd love to hear your thoughts and opinions. Maybe don't even... maybe just, Well, do submit a question, but maybe tie it into your experience with your new, shiny new console, because we'd love to read it. And then the following week, we will talk all about our brand-new consoles, providing they arrive. Yeah, I'm really... I I still... I'm just so on edge. Like, I, I've had an email saying we're going to take your money soon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so... Presumably, they wouldn't send me that unless they definitely had a box with my name literally written on it somewhere. Yes. Uh, not literally. But um, I'm still concerned just knowing that there's such a shortage of these things and that there was such a uh, a mess of admin and, and stuff. Like, you, you just... You just have to be concerned that, like, oh, but what if I click the button at the same time as someone else and it, like, accidentally assigned one console to both of us or something like that? And I'm going to yeah. get an email on launch day saying, whoops, sorry, here's your money back. <laughs> um, uh, should be okay. Yeah, fingers crossed. But, uh, yes, do let us know how you're getting on with Next Gen. We want to hear all about it. Peter, where can people get in touch with us to tell us about their experience with Next Gen? They can get in touch with us uh, in the comments and chat on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump if they wish. Uh, when we're streaming on both of those channels, we're modded by Lord Rotovich, Cecil Prumps, Mad Stadactyl, and Trowling Badger. Uh, but people can also, of course, get in touch on social media. That's twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Luke Eldon looks after Facebook. Thank you, Luke. We've got a Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, you can ask questions on this podcast by going there and asking a question um, and, and being a patron. Discord is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Modded by Jack and Joe. Thank you, Jack and Joe. The podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is available in audio form at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. The website is triplej.mup, that's triplej.mp, and if you go to triplej.mup forward slash shop, our merch is there, available for you to buy with your real money, and uh, you can also go to triplej.mup forward slash VODs, which will redirect you to our VODs channel on YouTube. Thank you to Pat for editing those weekly highlight videos, they are wonderful.
Yes, they are. You can follow Peter on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin, and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday, streams every Monday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being the joint stream, blaze it on YouTube. Monday and Friday being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows one every other week or thereabouts. You know, little videos dotted here and there. Who knows? Yeah, never know what yeah. you can get, do you? Never know. No. Uh, it's a li- roll of the dice. It is. Leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks for us on the uh, on the channel. It is indeed. Got We're all sorts. Obviously cover the uh, releases of the new consoles. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got some stuff um, where we're, we're ranking all of the launch games on those respective consoles. So there's a separate one for both of those, uh, for, for the PS5 and the Series X slash S. Mm-hmm. Um, also, though, we're, we're not just looking forward, but we're looking back to Games of the Generation, which has been written by James, wonderful James, and edited by James. Yes. Um, and uh, so we're, we're looking in, in no particular order, actually. It's a list with, with no order to it. Mm-hmm. How unusual. Um, just looking at some of the games that kind of um, not necessarily the best games of the generation but games that defined the generation mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and that that should be out now fingers crossed should have gone out oh, on friday of course yeah friday so, so uh hopefully you've watched that and if not go give it a watch go look yeah. at all the all the highlights of the last sort of 10 or so years well slightly less than that but you know what i mean uh, it is a worst games ever week so for patrons of a certain tier you would have got worst games ever yesterday on friday and for everyone else it will go out on sunday uh, speaking of things that went out earlier in the week, a Star Wars ranked list went out. It's the biggest one we've ever done, right? Yeah, it's absolutely enormous. A hundred entries long, just happened to be a nice round hundo, which was fun. Uh, an hour and 45 minutes. That's longer. Oh, I should have checked this, actually. Than an actual that's Star longer Wars than an film. actual Star Wars film, yeah. How long is Solo? What... That feels like it was. It went on for six hours. I don't know. Though. Yeah, I don't know what the longest one is. Uh, sorry, the shortest one is, but it, I bet that's longer than at least one Star Wars film, which is, that's just, that's a, a fun fact. Uh, but there you go. You can go and see every single Star Wars video game except Lucas Learning Educational Games um, because... Goodness me, there's a lot of those and they're all rubbish. Um, uh, all ranked from worst to best. What yep. is your favourite? Go and go and see if it won. Yes, go and see if... I bet it didn't. Get angry yeah. at us. But click the like Ooh. button and then get angry at us in the comments. That's, that's allowed. It's just uh-huh. time, Peter, to talk about the sponsor again before we go for this week. Yeah. Uh, big shout out. Family's really proud of him. Would like to welcome in the new General Ray Sean. General Rayshon. Gen Rayshon. Gen Rayshon. Um, he's going to do great work for military. The, yeah. Our, our military. Does he play Call of Duty, do you think? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. But I bet if he did, it would take up a lot of space. Yeah. In his pockets, on his hard drive. <laughs> right, okay, we're going to go. Uh, enjoy your new console, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye. everyone. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 